0: Welcome to People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're recording from HR Tech in Vegas, brought to you by our friends and partners at Fuel50. Here's your host,
1: Mark Pfeffer. Welcome to People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. And recording again today at the Expo Hall of the HR Technology Conference and Exhibition. And I'm here today with Jackie Clayton. Jackie? Jackie? Welcome. Hi.
0: Tell us us about you. Well, my name's Jackie Clayton. I use she, her pronouns. I live in Waco, Texas, but I work for companies in Seattle a lot. I currently am the vice president of talent acquisition and diversity, equity, and inclusion for Textio. And I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. (laughs) So,
1: you know, this is the first HCM... HR tech show in like two or three years. Yes. So as you're walking around the expo floor, what are you seeing that really is making you happy?
0: A lot of the employee engagement tools and um, the wellness and choices that I'm seeing has been a really different. And I'm glad to see that people are looking at that more serious. I think that there's budget behind it. But then it's also good to know as we try to create inclusive environments, how can we meet all the people where they are? And so for the first time, we're seeing customizable solutions instead of a blanket approach. And so that's been standing out. Um, also, I've been excited. I know there hasn't been a full company who gets all of the things, but we are seeing people pay attention to um, Praise and celebrate people's differences that we haven't seen in the past either as a part of the, the, the software, meaning they are recognizing that we need to make inclusive tools. They don't necessarily help an organization create or attract people from diverse um, communities, but once they are there, recognizing everyone as individuals is something that we're seeing built in tools, which is nice.
1: I want um, jump back for a minute to engagement yes. that you just said. You know, I, I see all these engagement tools or tools that position themselves as engagement tools. And shouldn't engagement just kind of be built in to the tech experience? Do we, what, why, why do we need separate engagement tools?
0: Right. Good question. I think it's because people get so hyper-focused on their deliverables that sometimes they literally forget that there's people doing this job and get so solidly focused um, that like like Microsoft Viva, I laugh because I love that tool and it tells me how many emails that I had, I didn't rest or I didn't read or I didn't do these things. Um, and it's because I'm so focused on, again, my remit is one thing, And so having that tool in the back, it's a friendly reminder. And I think we stopped looking a while back at at people as people in organizations. And I think it's one thing that came out of the last two years, the COVID era, where we're recognized we really have to make sure that we're taking care of employees. And what we're seeing as well with people leaving organizations, looking for something that they can be their authentic self. And so people are getting it wrong. And, and so I think it's the effort of, we don't want to mess this up, so we'll buy a tool that will help make sure that we didn't forget.
1: Um, does the technology, it, it, there's a funny balance, I think, vendors have to strike between the human aspect of HR and the technology that serves yes. HR. Can you talk about that a little bit? I'm, I'm interested to know like, where you view the line and how you think everybody's doing
0: yes so i feel like it's changing back before when we were looking at human resources was really focused on protecting the company and compliance um and so we have to recognize i think we have to recognize that people are are human it's been a challenge because also because of the you know how we use our phones and apps, and we use all this technology that people almost don't know how to do it if there's not an app for it. Right? Mm, <laughs> you know, like, right, right. And so, it's an expectation. Things that, like, the technology is so good now, can do so many different types of things that I feel like they're, I, you know, I feel, I've always felt like technology can make us more human. I'm one of those, some people feel the opposite, that it brings us further apart. But I feel like we have such knowledge and education now, and it's so accessible that people have changed their expectation of tools. Before, there used to be some wonder, like, isn't it amazing that I can clock into work with my phone? But then they're like, oh, I want to go on vacation or... What do I do about this or what do I do about that? They're looking at an app. They Google it, right? People Google or use a search engine for everything. So the expectation is that there is a technology component. And there are some things I don't want to talk about with HR. I want to be able to do it on my own, like a life choice. I don't want to have to go to a person and tell them everything that's happening in the life. If I can do it in the app and the app can do those things. Um, it helps us allow people to share what they want to share. I don't know if that answers all of your your question, but it feels like it is, it is an expectation that because we use so much tech, that there will be tech to solve these different situations that used to be like a human interaction. I think people look for it.
1: Well, you know, it, it, it's ironic because you see a lot of people saying, that advanced technology is allowing employers to be more personal. Yes. And, you know, I sort of get that on the one hand, but I'm always trying to figure that out on the, on the other hand.
0: It's hard. I mean, because there are, then there's the moment where it's like, where is everybody? <laughs> where would everybody go? I, 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 and it's also, we're looking, it's interesting because we're looking for tools to help fix situations that a lack of tools didn't create. Right? Like, us being able to have a conversation um, and talk about like, who you are as a person, we can just do that without without tools. But then it's like people forget. They've forgotten how to do those things. How are we interacting? And we want to also make sure that we are being productive in these conversations within the human resources space. Um, and so I, I like... I like that something else that I've seen are these nudges, software that have little nudges to make sure, are you being nice? Are you being fair? Are you using the right words? Are you being kind? Um, there's a person on the other end of that. So I think that, that it is kind of interesting, you know, because like, like I said, most of us look, look at our phones first. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? The, the, you know,
1: you talk about nudges, and that brings to mind the whole idea of, learning in the frame of work or learning in the flow of work. Yes. Which seems pretty smart to me, actually. <laughs> um, just like nudges. Yes. Um, I was, what, what's your opinion? Is that a trend that has legs and is going to stick?
0: I think so. Because one of the things that's really difficult, is, and we're seeing it with, like, learning and development tools as well, is are we being consistent? Is the messaging being very clear? and And is this something that we can do with our culture internally to scale and and i think that's why again why we're seeing some of these nudges to make sure that we are we have the same environment throughout the full organization and that the culture and everything we're staying true to those things and so i think it's a a smart way to scale to make sure because we can't be at all places and, and life does happen. So we can have a training. I don't know if you're paying attention, especially now in the world of remote work. It doesn't mean I feel like people are more productive at work. However, if your Internet goes out or something happens, then you and you're doing an online training. Then you've missed it. So it's like this is what we this is what we talked about. Remember, this is a deal. Remember who we are. And I think especially because people are working at home and you don't have regular um, so many people are not going back to the office, so the culture is you at home making sure that those things are happening instead of being able to see it in an office.
1: Um, I wanted to shift ground, yeah, shift gears. Sure, and talk, about, talk <laughs> about skills, which yes. have become hugely important, it seems, in a fairly short amount of time. What is your read? I mean, when you hear about skills and challenges with skills what do you think
0: i feel like (laughs) i feel like it goes back to kind of the culture conversation because you can have the skill but it's not right for us right or not right people stop saying um culture fit but no there is an actual place where you have to fit and so what's difficult with skills is um it doesn't allow you to put what you really mean i I, i'm looking at how they're doing these skills and they say they want these school these skills but a lot of times they're not addressing how are you utilizing these skills um what kind of impact is going to happen and by the time you find out it can be too late Hmm. right you usually find when somebody left where your gap where gaps are and i also think it's I can understand, especially from like an HR perspective, you really have to make sure it's an alignment that the skills you're looking for are not just for the job, that they are in alignment with the business goals. And so that's what I'm wondering, like how it's going to play out of mm-hmm. looking at all of these various skills to be better. I feel like it's going to be one of those things where it's like you look at a skill list and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, they should really have that." And you're <laughs> like, "Wait." No, we don't need we don't need that. I don't need to know how to swim to work here. And you're like, well, well, it was on the list. We thought it was cool. And I just know, I know that there are gonna be skills on there like, oh, like me, oh, you should understand data science. No, I don't need to understand data science, you know. I love it when people say, Do you know um pivot tables in Excel? And I'm like, yeah, I, I click the analyze data and it says Here's a pivot table, right? (laughs) Like, oh no, does that mean I have the skill? No. Like, it, it doesn't say you need to be able to build graphs. Okay, I can do that. Oh, well, do you know pivot tables? Oh, so now I'm not qualified for the job? Like, let's talk about what we really need. I think people should be specific. I understand the skills, but I feel like there needs to be at least somewhere where it's gonna say these are the jobs this is going to happen, this is how it's going to work, this is how, how, where you're going to be able to use these skills, and that they don't just make things up. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening Shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're, very, we're, <laughs> we're
1: very serious here. Very serious.
0: Them. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> um,
1: you know, there's the saying of if you need skills, you either build them, buy them, or borrow them. Yes! Now, okay, that, yeah, it seems really smart to me. But um, it also seems like an incredible challenge to the employer to sort of orchestrate this mix. Right? Right. Can you talk about that?
0: Yes. I, I mean, one of the things that we started doing, like at Textio, was we're working to have a Textio Toastmasters. I mean, we're a communications company, right? U- ultimately, we're looking at inclusive communications, and we're like, that's the strongest skill. You know, the strongest skill that we think that people should should have. And I feel like that's the challenge is making sure like again, I, I just wanna find out what do we really need and how is it gonna be used? You know?
1: The um does technology have a role to play there in sorting that all
0: out? It's gonna be really scary. Okay, here's the hot t- here's the hot take. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to run the skill step, and they're going to find out nobody at the company is qualified to work there. Just watch. It's a hot take. You've heard it here first, okay, friends. Absolutely. You're going to find out what everybody's already known, right? Like, this person is a complete idiot, and now we have proof, right? <laughs> because he doesn't have any of these skills. That's my favorite part. Oh, well, to work here, you should be able to do this, this, and this, and this. We've never done that. Right? That's why it's like, just say what you mean. You know? The biggest skill that you need is to be able to be flexible, be able to pivot, and be able to um, be in a place where you're not afraid to make a mistake. Yeah. And be able to communicate and feel safe enough to say, I don't I don't know what this is.
1: Which are all human right. aspects. That That's not,
0: right. You know. That's why I'm like, oh, come on, uh, and, and you know who's going to build these To the people that it goes back and looking in the organization on the culture and how it works internally, like of knowing, like who, what's the bias with these skills? Where Who makes a determination? Does it come straight from the job description or from your performance feedback on what skills are necessary in order to make a successful company? There's not going to be a silver bullet because a lot of times in my career, I realized public speaking is the number one skill that's gotten me able to have the jobs that I've had move up in my career. And I kind of fell into them. And if, if somebody said, so I've gotten the opportunity and chances, but I, I probably wasn't qualified for any job that I've ever had at the beginning. <laughs> you know? I like to like, learn how to fix the plane while we're flying. Just right. check, oh, what's that button do? What's that do? But I feel like, you know, you heard, like I said, you heard it here first. I think it's gonna be dangerous. There's gonna, they're gonna find bias behind it. People that decided what the tools are are the people that don't necessarily, um, it's not scalable for everyone else. And you see that a lot, like in sales, the number one salesperson is usually the person who is, works, gets there an hour early, stays at least an hour late, stays on the phone all day, eats lunch at their desk, right? You can't, so what skill are you looking for? Mm -hmm. What's the skill in order to be successful there? If it is, oh, you have to like overwork yourself. No, that's not, how are you rating what's necessary in order to be successful? Um, And I also find that that, like when you do a list like that, it's aspirational Mm -hmm. and not what you actually need.
1: Jackie. Thanks so much for You're talking welcome. to me. You've been listening to People Tech of the HCM Technology Report. This HR tech series is graciously brought to you by our partners at Fuel50. For all other HR, sourcing, and recruiting news, check out com. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.
0: Do you love news about
1: LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there?
0: Hell yeah.